Okay. <laughs> so here's mailbag number two, which was supposed to be out a while ago, but um, we had some issues. It's not all Morgan. I will say. I mean, it, we still we all, don't. We, we don't still sound, sound great. bad. Like I couldn't. It's just weird, like background noise for you, Jill. And I just did noise reduction too. But it's just like it's. It, you'll hear it when, when it drops. You'll you'll hear it when it drops, Jill and Morgan. You'll hear it right now, listeners. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, I will speak, and then you'll Jill speak, and it's like none of the sounds are in concert with each other. And then Morgan's not so much a robot, but like the room sounds. Beep borp, beep borp. Not a robot, because again, and this is like was an issue for a previous two, mm-hmm. but like I was able to like work with those sounds better to make it sound pretty decent i think i think i did well i thought it sounded great yeah here i don't know what i can do anymore (laughs) it's the best it's gonna be it's the best it's gonna be we're sorry Mm -hmm. we 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 figured out what the issue was Mm -hmm. and it's been fixed yes so i mean this is a long one because of course it's a long one because it's us we we don't know how to edit ourselves which is bad because i edit multiple places Some have said it's too late to apologize, but I'd say now is a great time for it. I'm sorry, baby. (laughs) 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 Um, But thank you so much for all your questions and um, please enjoy it as much as humanly possible. (laughs) So yes, now that you're hearing this, you don't have to tell us there are audio issues. Because we know. <laughs> yeah. We are aware. And we are sorry. <laughs> Deeply. There are also moments, Morgan, I don't know if you know this, where you're like you're like you're speaking and like part of your audio just drops out. Oh great! <laughs> it's which is really weird. Yeah. Like when you're telling them like, here you can follow us and at a point it's just like there's no words. Well they know at this point. <laughs> it's like and if you if you don't, here's where you can follow us. Oof. Okay. Well, sorry, gang. I can't wait for you to listen to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to be very sad. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to us still. Yeah. And without, yeah. without. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, actually, there is further ado because here's a reminder um, that these episodes are not spoiler free, unlike our other episodes. So these are based on where we are in a recording schedule. And at this point, we had started season four, I believe. We started season four, but like, so. I think this was shortly after we did the Bourbon Street episode. Wow, was it, wow, was it after that? Yeah. <laughs> so we're in a great mood, um, um, a great place. Without, without spoiling anything, but like for people who know, you'll know, uh, we'll always have Bourbon Street is my least favorite episode in the history of the Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, kind of, colored by that <laughs> but also i think we're, we're we're also in high spirits and have fun stuff to say in it right yes. <laughs> i think most of the stuff we talk about is season if like as far as we talk about usually it's season three stuff all, all that but just know that for listening um so that's that <laughs> <laughs> love you <laughs> thanks for listening i saluted you all that happened give me a little kiss <laughs>
beach. <laughs> it's mailbag time. <laughs> Hi, Ampies. It's Latoya. Hi, Ampies. It's Morgan. Hi, Ampies. It's Jill. As we always say, we're getting really good at this. <laughs> so good. We are doing another mailbag. It's happening. We got questions to answer. We got answers to your questions. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So it's like, thank you for sending in questions when uh, we asked. We got a ton of last minute ones when I asked, and that was very lovely. So thank you for following us on social media. Uh, please do, because then you can, uh, you know, hear what we're about to do something like this again, which knowing us will be any day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what our socials are, Morgan. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the at Empire Diaries Pod. And then you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Amp Diaries Pod. So, one of those. Or you can email us at we're the Empire Diaries Pod at gmail.com. Yes. I did it. <laughs> please keep it spoiler free. Please. For the love of God, please. keep it spoiler free. We love you guys very much, but we have to take one of you who will remain nameless to task who did send us series finale spoilers without labeling it in their subject line. Luckily, we found it, but uh, please excuse me uh, as judicious as you can with your labeling because it's going to be fun. Like, there is big potential, isn't there? Yeah, Jill, Jill still doesn't know a lot of things. It's crazy. I'm shocked that TikTok has not I... spoiled stuff for me. <laughs> Fucking TikTok. You got to get off of it, Jill. Can you, like, block the vampire diaries like as a tag on tiktok i, I don't know i could but there's a girl who does tyler impressions and jeremy impressions and it's so good <laughs> but those those could lead to major spoilers they could, but though, they haven't is, yet <laughs> i it, i think it's gonna happen your desire to live on the edge is giving me anxiety i was reading a tyler thing recently and it was about like future things and i'm like i hope this doesn't get to jill Jill, you have to protect yourself. I, I, I've started where if I see something that has tagged Vampire Diaries, I'll scroll past it. Unless it's like people visiting Mystic Falls and the Mystic Grill. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. And they sell like blood bag Capri Suns that you can drink. They do? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Send us. We should do a road trip. We should. To go to the spot where Jeremy was shot. <laughs> We honestly, though, we should. Um, if we ever start a Patreon, it just should be to get us money to go <laughs> to Georgia. go to Georgia. <laughs> Don't you guys want this? All of this in Georgia? Don't you want to hear this, but from a hotel room in Georgia? Where we're, we're like, keep it down. <laughs> we could do this in the Mystic Grill. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Mystic Grill. Actually, that would be really fun. That'd be extremely fun. Uh, I think before we answer questions, we, we do need to let the Ampies know. We are recording season four episodes, and it's the season where we sing the most. <laughs> that has been the common denominator between all the episodes. They're all six-hour-long recording sessions, and we uh, devolve we just, just sing. singing. <laughs> it's been a great season for recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great season for people who really want us to drop a mixtape. <laughs> If you are a fan of the musical stylings of Lindsay Lohan, you won't Ooh, be happy. Get ready. <laughs> I say this as I'm wearing my pink slip shirt. <laughs> did we sing some ultimate? I think we did sing some ultimate, I correct? See if we sang some ultimate. You're it. You're the ultimate. It's automatic.
have all of Pink Slip's songs go that hard, but they did, and they did it for us. They did. They did it for this podcast. <laughs> we have movie songs that go very hard. I need to get up on a soapbox for a second. Here I am, a bisexual out in the universe, trying to listen to the Jennifer's Body soundtrack. Of and course. guess what? On Spotify is not available to listen to. The low shoulder hit through the trees. <laughs> really? What the fuck? Like, I was genuinely like, I would like to listen to through the trees. Whoever is holding this up legally in proceedings or rights, I beg of you. I'm going to at Spotify and be like, excuse me. As we know, people who hold all the rights listen to our podcast. <laughs> And they're like, you guys go ahead. Keep playing full versions of songs. <laughs> Keep playing Cup I Plum. <laughs> Keep singing A Drop in the Ocean. Mm. Plum should thank us. I feel like we've, we've elevated their track. Um, Plum should thank us, actually. <laughs> We're waiting, Plum. Plum. Come on the pod. But also, no, because Plum's a Trump supporter. Oh, don't come on the pod. <laughs> Plum, the song's ours now. <laughs> <laughs> we've claimed it. Uh, we're gonna be talking about more Trump supporters, obviously, with this mailbag. Ooh, uh, yeah, we, we gotta we gotta talk about the the Matt Davis thing again. Yeah, and, and I guess less vague terms, and also uh, we're gonna shut down anyone trying to get us to like coal. That's for sure. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna shut that shit down now. <laughs> it's happening. What if I like coal? Or do you? I thought you didn't. I he's blah right now. <laughs> coal the original? Like you? I felt like you didn't vibe with him at all. Not yet. We haven't seen a lot of him, though. But he, as an, he's a, the person, a Trump supporter, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I won't vibe with him. Okay. <laughs> we were, like, worried. Like, wait, you like cool? <laughs> I was like, if so, we've said a lot of things that are going to upset, must have upset you, Jill. <laughs> Jill's been, like, writing a list of all the things we've said that have upset her. <laughs> My burn book. <laughs> this is the episode where Jill reads her list of grievances. <laughs> Uh, so, as we did with our last mailbag, uh, we are going to be kind of doing, it's not spoiler-free based on where we are in our recording schedule. So we could be free, we can talk about how horny Sage made us, as we always do. <laughs> we, 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 we've now gotten to a point where we discuss that in intros, <laughs> mailbags, anytime we can, honestly. Anytime Sage can come up, we will speak about her. Take. So for our problematic fave, right? <laughs> truly, truly. Not a feminist, for sure. Can we add her face to our pod art? <laughs> you, I think we're, we're trying to prepare all of our ampies for, for when it comes, but I think they still won't be prepared for when it comes. <laughs> Sage, who's essentially a pickup artist, like... <laughs> And yet we're all fully slobbering for her. <laughs> she, she's right. Negging works. Sage, come on the pod. Neg us. Please. Yes. <laughs> uh, so our first questions are from a friend of the show, singer, songwriter, and co-host of Buffering the Vampire Slayer. I would say one of our sister podcasts. I don't know if she'll allow that, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Stepsister yeah. podcast. Our stepsister podcast. Our cousin podcast. That's what it is. Uh, but yeah, Jenny is in the middle of her first time viewing Vampire Diaries, middle of season one. Uh, so she has some questions just based on middle of season one, which, uh, number one, 
Jeremy's hair <laughs> does it does it get better? Um, it gets better and worse. Yeah, she's seen the links to which it goes. It's gonna it's gonna be a wild ride for you. <laughs> uh, what number are we on right now, hairstyle wise? We oh boy, uh, here let's eleven go. or something. We are thirteen, baby. Thirteen. Yeah, it's it it'll surprise you. That's for sure. <laughs> just when you thought there couldn't be, like, how can this just like white brunette boy have another <laughs> hairstyle? But somehow, like, he always manages to pull a new one out. It's truly impressive. Uh, question number two. Is Mia Kirshner the queen of the vampires and is she OTP with Catherine? Lord, let it be so. Uh, because Jenny, of course, is a lesbian. She has seen the L word, unlike us. <laughs> so she is excited for, for this Isabel situation, which, uh, baby girl, I'll just let you keep watching and listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isabel has some scenes, I will say, that are definitely like very boring. Um, and they are, she has good scenes with Catherine. I'll give her that. And she has some really good scenes with Catherine. But I would maybe say... Lower your expectations <laughs> on Isabel, uh, just because she's, uh, you know, she's not always there uh, all the time. Uh, <laughs> clearly not as important uh, to the Vampire Diaries as she was to the L Word. The L Word, which we, again, we have still not watched. Hey, come on the pod, make us watch the L Word. <laughs> L Word, come on the pod. L Word, come on the pod. Okay, number three. Does anyone in Mystic Falls have a pet? Well, I mean, Damon has this crow. <laughs> What about Jeremy's dog? <laughs> that dog's in Denver and you know it. <laughs> so that's the uh, trick. No one at Mystic Falls. <laughs> I miss Denver, Jeremy. <laughs> and her fourth and final question. Why do broody vampires always have hair that goes straight up? I think it's something, something about like the guilt makes your hair very stiff. <laughs> <laughs> the more guilt, the more gel. I love that Morgan and Jill are both like pantomiming the hair situation for these broody vampires. Oh my god. Um, this is from Alexis, uh, who says, as a first time watcher, I often wonder about what went on in the fandom and any gossip. I remember hearing some of the egregious stuff, um, Matt Davis, etc. Et <laughs> uh, back in the golden era of Tumblr, but I also want to know of the fun stuff too. Um, so maybe there could be a mailbag episode specific to fandom. And have Ampy send in their own memories and experiences. That way, first time viewers like me and Jill, I think we might be the only ones yeah. who can get non spoiler fandom background and maybe some hot goss. I can't wait for you guys to cover season three as I went on to watch uh, episode one and end up watching uh, six episodes straight. Uh, episode six of season three is amazing because it manages to do a fan service but in a way that works for the plot and a million other things. A great episode for the Trevito train. Yep. Uh, since you guys are already watching season four, uh, I guess I can uh, go ahead and offer a Fuck, Mary Kill, Michelson edition. Um, Elijah, Klaus, and Rebecca, and not Finn and Cole. Uh, I kill Klaus, I fuck Rebecca, and I marry Elijah. Yeah, same. I actually think I marry Rebecca. I give her the love she wants. Uh, fuck Elijah, I kill Klaus. So fair. I actually can't deprive myself of being Elijah's wife. It just sounds so lovely. <laughs> like, imagine how Elijah would treat a wife. Like, Imagine just Elijah's Imagine wife. there was a wife. Yeah, what if there was a wife? <laughs> uh, I feel like this with, uh, thanks, uh, Klaus Strange and specific accent and voice, goddesses. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of 
lot of stuff about fandom gossip. Like, my Vampire Diaries fandom was very, like, private and, like... <laughs> just alone by yourself watching the show? No, no, I was just, like, it was very, like, interpersonal to, like, my friends and had very little to do with the internet, to be honest. Maybe I just kind of felt like the fandom was kind of intimidating, but, like, Vampire Diaries was... No, they were very intense about their ships. For me, it was always about talking to my friends about it. Yeah, we we talked a lot about uh, the bad stuff, obviously, the racism, and uh, talked about how people would ship coal with body despite footage not found. Bizarre, right? Jill, how about all those sizzling coal and body scenes in season four? Yeah, they're so steamy, you guys. Hardly see for all the steam. Just <laughs> trying to. I'm doing a gesture on the Zoom where I'm trying to bat the steam away. <laughs> dating but like they were dating <laughs> and then uh he wanted to like get married and have kids and she's like i'm still very young and so uh, they broke up and he married her best friend <laughs> and they pretend that they're not they were never best friends <laughs> yikes but like they were best friends and that's uh awkward i was always uh, deeply impressed with like their amount of professionalism in terms of like it never affected the show and you know there are there have been couples on and off screen where it has affected the performance but um I, both them and also like Sarah Chabeller and Dave Boreanaz like those are the two where I'm like completely seamless like so lovely everybody did the work and did their jobs and we can't fight it which I think is very impressive. Jill of course you have no uh context for any kind of fandom reaction obviously what do you vaguely remember from your your super who lock days? <laughs> Anything that came up that was, like, not a show that I was watching, I just didn't care. And, I mean, you guys know how my brain works. Like, it'll go in, and then two days later, it'll go away. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tumblr was not great, because I'll see something and then be like, oh, cool, and then just completely forget about it. Uh, <laughs> Tumblr was a kind of sensory overload. What a weird... I love... Uh, yeah, uh, I like I'm I'm very interested in like stories about fandom. Like, did you, have you guys ever read the whole like MS Scribe thing, the like very huge, crazy Harry Potter fandom saga? No, I will find this for you. It's a fascinating read. This is about a person who like created an account and then like several burner accounts. So that to advance her own like meteoric rise through the Harry Potter fanfiction writing community, it's like someone did a like two hour video about the like whole debacle, and it is. I, I was like, Michael, can we watch this? Because I've heard the story's crazy, and he's like, I don't know, that like, sounds boring. And I was like, just turn it off if you're not interested. And we watched all two hours of it, and we were like, what the fuck? Because this woman would essentially like create burner accounts that would cyber bully her so that people would rally around her and like and so she would get more and more popular and she would like she created like all of these she, she it's very very interesting like it's, it's about like a if you're interested in fandom culture look up the like 
MS scribe debacle. Um, and I think you'll get you'll get your fill of fandom drama if you have not um, uh, taken taken part in it up recently. And you're hungry. Wow. Well, 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 well. Have any um, uh, Vampire Diaries fan fiction inspired other works? Is that the right way of phrasing that? Not that I know of. Like, no, there's there's no after or Fifty Shades that I know of that's gone. Okay. Because I just learned, because I've gotten into book talk, because I've been reading so much, that the mortal devices, no, mm-hmm. mortal instruments, started as Ron and Ginny fan fiction. Lost my mind over that. Upsetting, to be honest. Lost oh. my mind. I have friends that have worked on like things in that franchise, and it is a very intense. Uh, yeah, I I didn't read. Well, it's Mortal Instruments, right? Yeah. The one I have is Infernal Devices. Uh, Jill, can you give some uh, some book recs for the listeners? I would love to give some book recs. <laughs> Make them read. Make them MPs read. Uh, actually, if you like the Vampire Dice, you'd probably like From Blood and Ash, right, Morgan? You better, or we're gonna fight. <laughs> uh, Jill had me read, um, was it Jennifer L. Armentrout's, um, From Blood and Ash? From Blood and Ash, yeah. And, uh, the sequel is, uh, a Kingdom of... Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. Uh, so fucking good. <laughs> these books are so good. I, like, couldn't get over them. They're, they're, like, they're... They're new adult books, which means that they're like YA tones that have sex in them. And there's so many good like action sequences in it. It's like a um it's sexy, steamy, angsty, funny, all the things that you like from the vampire diaries. I can't recommend them enough. I'm like obsessed. The second that when I finished the first one, I like went back and basically reread it the next day. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. When I first read it, I was like Holy shit! And then just went back and reread it. <laughs> it. They rip, and we're getting the we're getting the third one in April. And honestly, can't come soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. I needed that escape. <laughs> I, yeah, I really can't tell you how uh, important instrumental this has been and uh, my uh, surviving this uh, quarantine. Uh, Books are great, guys. Books are great. <laughs> I'm re- rereading the Princess Diaries books, so if you're looking for some uh, really um, complicated literature, I recommend <laughs> that you read the Princess Diaries books aloud to your roommate. <laughs> I am reading, reading Richard Ayoade's uh, book about the, the Wood Paltrow classic, A View from the Top. Andre. This is a book corner. Literature. <laughs> We love literature. Get out there and read, kids. <laughs> Let's do Twitter. All right. Okay, so at Destiny Dreadful, which is a great ad, <laughs> uh, says, if you were a resident in Mystic Falls, which creature that is not a vampire would you be? A werewolf, a witch, a hunter? Or even hybrids. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good question. Yeah, this is really fun. I, I want to be a witch because it would rule to be magical but I'm so boring I'd be like you know Matt Donovan's cousin <laughs> <laughs> I mean now that I like look through it uh, I want to be an original there you go okay that's how you do it I'm not getting my heart ripped but out wouldn't baby. that technically be a vampire I mean but it's a better vampire <laughs> 
But you, I mean, you're made an original more. Like, it's a blessing. I mean, I could be an original witch, so. Uh, Jill, I feel like you're a wolf, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, I want to be something where I won't get my heart ripped out. That's for sure. Good call. Great call. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would want to be a witch, but I'd probably be a werewolf. But I, I don't know if this exists in the series, but like sirens, if I could be a siren. That's... It would be very cool to be siren. Yeah. I mean, let's see. But if I can't be an original, succubus. Yes. I just yeah. want to do a smooch. That's why. <laughs> I just want to do a smooch. Uh, okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, should we, uh, I can read our next question. Uh, do it. It is from at Diane164. I said, this won't be popular with Jill, but uh, Mary Fuck, oh, Mary Fuck Kill, Elijah, Stefan, and Tyler. She has an answer. She says, you marry Elijah, you fuck Stefan, you kill Tyler. And she's <laughs> hiding because she thinks that we're going to want to fight her. Well, Jill definitely does because Jill is seething right now. <laughs> so, Elijah, Stefan, Tyler, W-Y-D. This is easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I think she's right. Uh, yeah. What? I'm sorry. I think I do it. Yeah. I'm just right See, oh, Elijah. You Elijah's what ruins it. How can you not marry Elijah? Like, I would marry Elijah. I agree there. <laughs> Wait, because you want to fuck Tyler? I would fuck Tyler. Based on season four? Oh, my God. <laughs> See, first of all, it was T. Klaus. I know what I'm doing. But... <laughs> See, uh, I'm also imagining that, that I'm not just fucking Stefan. I'm fucking Steven. And we know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would also Which, like uh, to you, meet Steven. You, you'll, you'll all learn about Steven when you listen to the season three episodes. <laughs> yes. Uh, bad Steve is now Steven. <laughs> Over Tyler? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Like, I... um. He also, Stefan also, like, hates himself so much, so he would, like, really work overtime, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) There's an element of self-loathing there that I feel like I, as his sexual partner, would benefit from, even if that's not really on him. You gotta have something that explains why Rebecca's still so hung up on him, and it's that. Mm -hmm. It's that. It's the dick game. (laughs) That's fair. Um, and I, but I, I feel bad about it. You would both kill my boy. <laughs> More for you. Not when he's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jill, but you get your boy. So uh, here, I'll ask the next question, which is from at page stuff, uh, who asks, what killed off character would you bring back if you could? Lexi. Yeah, Ooh, I would say Lexi or Jenna. Yeah. Ah, let's all cry. Oh, my God. So I'm trying to think if there's another one that I can pick, uh, but, uh, um, oh, like, Vicky just for Matt's sake, like, dang, I mean, she might be still a lot of trouble to him, but he wouldn't have to be so alone, <laughs> which I know is so bleak, but, uh, yeah, and I can see more vests. <laughs> uh, miss those vests? Well, the vests she didn't get to wear. <laughs> oh. Um, from Kira Wise fifty eight, can you assign each TVD character a corresponding new girl character? 
have we already decided Damon is Schmidt? I, Damon is Schmidt. I was going to say, like, Damon is Schmidt pretty undoubtedly. Um, I mean, I feel like Stefan is sad enough to be Nick Miller. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, which I do feel like kind of puts Elena in the Jess role. Like, because she does kind of, like... By default, yeah. yeah. Would but Caroline be Cece? I was wondering if it might be just because of like the chemistry that she and Damon tend to have is a very like Schmidt and Cece kind of like water repellent but also there's like stuff there but waste who I'm saying who's winning the bitch Jerry no you shut your mouth (laughs) it's Chad Chad is Winnie the Fish. I, I I love I love Winston too much for him to be Jeremy, but I'm like, who is? I mean, is it Klaus, the ultimate prank Sinatra? He does love pranks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god! If Cece is Barney, then I can go speaks to how we always want a, a Bonnie and Klaus mess around. Yes, uh, and then I will say then like not necessarily for like romance reasons, but for because. She is the lady attached to many of uh, Winston's mess arounds. I do think that makes uh, Rebecca Alley. Yeah. Which I think is very funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who's like side characters. Um, Mary <laughs> Bell is uh, Judy and Rayfield's character. <laughs> Katie, the psychologist. I was going to ask who's Rhonda? Is Esther Rhonda? Esther <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Megan Fox's character's name, but who would be her? Oh, who would be Reagan? Oh, who's just like super hot? And sh- I mean, like maybe Sage. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, Sage. Sage is uh, is Reagan. Oh, or Meredith Fell. But Meredith Fell is, is Sadie the Reagan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, oh, Meredith Fell, which we should probably say. Um, so we're kind of unkind to Meredith Fell in season three. Uh, but we change our mind in season four and come back, Meredith Fell. We love you. <laughs> Meredith Fell, report back. You guys will uh, really love when Meredith Fell turns into our favorite character. No prank element. <laughs> it is a wild journey we go on, but by season four, which if you haven't really like gotten it we were unhinged by that point uh like we are actively begging for meredith bell's return in every episode multiple times even when she is there yeah but like come back more uh the most important character we're we're fine guys (laughs) it's not like we just like scream saying uh confessions of a broken heart (sighs) daughter to father um I'm sad that we've already done John Gilbert's death on the pod so we couldn't say daughter to father like over it. <laughs> oh my gosh. We could play it in every uh, Billy the Kid scene. <laughs> and oh, now I'm calling him Billy the Kid because of you. <laughs> yes. Um, get ready for us to not necessarily enjoy uh, Bill Forbes that much. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, queer rap on the show and uh, the lack of it and even when it's there uh, early on, maybe it's not as cool. We are definitely, I think, getting meaner uh, as the seasons progress. Absolutely. Though- 100%. Season three is very good, but the things we did not like, we made clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are very honest about uh, them. Uh, it, maybe, it's, maybe it's quarantine that is making us 
unable to keep things to ourselves. We are truly unhinged. Uh, we weren't joking when we were talking about six-hour recordings. We no. Yep. <laughs> I am actually terrified of editing some of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so many of them are segues that we're like we're cutting out, but still <laughs> listening again to our insanity. <laughs> the next one is a is a layup. Uh, it is from at uh, Emma Line. Uh, true or false, Mia Dobrev deserves an Emmy for her I don't want to be a vampire speech. True. 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 Give Mia an Emmy. Why, why didn't we do it? Where's Emmy? Yeah, she's, it's it's tough. Like, it, it is, the the Emmys and their, like, hatred of the CW and of genre fiction in general is a real fucking bummer. I mean, the fact that Sarah Michelle Gellar did not get any recognition for Buffy. It's just, um, that's a literal crime. It, it is. It's really, really fucked up. It's like one of the most iconic television characters ever. Like very much in everyone who knows anything about anything's pantheon. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Uh, that said, also uh, on my list of uh, Emmy, Emmy snubs I'm the angriest about, uh, Connie Britton for Friday Night Lights, fucked up. Gary Russell for the Americans, fucked up. Um, uh, you, uh, Carrie Coon, The Leftovers, what the fuck happened? I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Justin Theroux, The Leftovers. Yep. For the abs alone, for the for the shirtless marketing campaign, alone, <laughs> for the sweatpants. If you know, you know, alone. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are the other ones? Carrie Bechet for Halt and Catch Fire. Carrie Bechet for Halt and Catch Fire. Everyone for Halt and Catch Fire. Like, what the fuck? Who else? Are we? Everyone on New Girl. Everyone on New Girl. Every episode of New Girl. <laughs> what are we doing? Everyone on Happy Endings. Every episode of Happy Endings. <gasps> um, again, rewatching Happy Endings uh, over the course of this uh, quarantine has been so special because, God, is it just a slam dunk every time how could you ignore it uh it's always sunny like all across the board what are we doing like come on they even did their awards episode which is if you haven't seen it one of my favorites at least the gang desperately tries to win an award which is uh it's perfect and it uh has every all of the anger that i am vocalizing right now is uh boiled down into that episode so treat yourself can you guys think of any other ones that make you uh, feel like- <laughs> so fucking many? <laughs> Mine is just the leftovers because I'm so bad at TV, but I will never forgive them for the leftovers. Because now you've only you've seen two shows, which is the leftovers and the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, and Fleabag. Does that count? <laughs> yes, but like that got recognition. Yeah, so I can't be mad about that because that got the recognition it needed. But the leftovers, <laughs> man, what the fuck? Yeah, man, what the fuck? Imagine not. Wanting to like throw awards at Carrie Coon. Like, what are you doing? She was perfect in that show. Absolute. <sighs> oh, she got nominated, but she should have won, which is Kirsten Dunst for Fargo season two. What the fuck? Absolutely. What the fuck? Uh, Kirsten Dunst for Oncoming God in Central Florida. RIP. Fuck COVID. Fuck men. Honestly. Absolutely. We have we have talked a little bit about teenage bounty hunters on here, but we did not talk about our reaction to the that that and the cancellation of Stumptown, which was renewed and then got cancelled. Uh the bastards. 
the uh the photo that Michael sent, um, I think just Latoya, not Jill, of me curled up in a ball on the floor upon hearing about the Stumptown cancellation. Oh no. <laughs> very real. Just saying, uh men's shows aren't getting cancelled in COVID. Dexter is getting yeah, a fucking is revival. Dexter back <laughs> because Showtime's obsessed with Dexter. Even the more it sucked, the more Dexter. They're like everyone just loves Dexter. Such a great character. Can't let him die. Um, why are we subjected to these horrible things? <laughs> well, the white, the white male canon, as you brought up, Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what this is. Set everything on fire. Um. I will say you should read um, the AV Club reviews for Dexter, especially in the later seasons, because they're like one season late where it's like, maybe this season will be different and good. And then when they realize it's not, they just put the pivot in the reviews of like this dumb fucking show. Oh, no. I, mean, I, really, I, loved, I, I think I only didn't watch the final season of Dexter. So I was like, yay, yay, yay. Like every season I too would be like, maybe we're back this time. Like Michael C. Hall, so dang good. Like, I still like a lot of the characters. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> when, like, Batista says tableau. <laughs> I liked Batista. He was so sweet. Remember when they had that promotional meal with Cuervo Silver? And so <laughs> Batista said to LaGuerta, like, nothing just but, like, me and my girl and some Cuervo Silver. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? And they, like, said it in front of a Cuervo Silver sign. And I was like, I think you have earned your money. <laughs> well, while we're off uh, Vampire Diaries topics... <laughs> On Instagram, Stace Jam asks, what's everyone's top five favorite movies? Uh, let's put them on the board. I mean, it could change. Like, like my number one is Josie and the Pussycats. We all know this. Oh, yeah. I mean, Back to the Future trilogy. Well, really, the first two, because I, I don't care for Westerns, honestly. I've, like, I like, just realized that. Like, the third one, I don't care for Westerns. Do you, you don't like that Doc Brown gets a, gets a gal? <laughs> <laughs> Could he have gotten a gal in like a time that's not a western? Uh, let's see. Wet Hot American Summer. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are movies I like? Uh, movies I've watched as a kid like over and over again. Uh, a goofy movie. Ooh, a classic feature choice. film. Yes, yes, yes. Heart and Souls. <laughs> Watch that all the time. Yeah. I have an eclectic taste, baby. Uh, mine, um, I'm going to try to do um, uh, Jennifer's Body, for sure. Uh, the perfect movie. I would defend with every last breath. Um, Gone Girl, same. Uh, uh, then after that, probably uh, Down With Love, the Ewan McGregor, Renee Zellweger classic. I still uh, haven't seen that. Jill, I want nothing more than for you to see this movie. It is, when I told one of my professors at USC that I, like, loved it, he was like, oh, yeah, he, like, somehow knew Peyton Reed. He's like, yeah, I always joke to him that it's, like, the gayest movie a straight man has ever made. <laughs> it, it is in the best way. It's it's a movie that um, is a musical that doesn't have any music in it until the very end. Like, everybody's moving. It's so perfectly, like, choreographed and stylistic. It's just the most fun. If you haven't watched it, it is absolute like perfection. You'll love it. It's like an old school farce. Um, yeah, uh, love, love, love. Uh, and then uh, probably Creed, to be honest. Really? Uh, yes. I love Creed so 
the mm-hmm. whole time. And so it's it's a little tough to to watch as much. And Black Panther, as much as I really, really love it, have like is also very much like a Marvel movie that's gone through like the Marvel machine. And some of that, you know, means jumping through certain hoops that, you know, didn't always feel like perfectly organic in the story, but Creed is just like every second of that is perfect in my opinion. And I mm-hmm. uh, love it to death. And then uh Sam Raimi's uh, Spider Man too. I should also note, not in my top five, but uh, two movies that uh, Morgan and I are obsessed with and always talk about. Not another teen movie and Just Friends. <laughs> Classics in the canon. Um, not another teen movie is absolutely amazing. And how could you not love it? And, and Jill, we still need to make you watch it. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one. And very near and dear to, I think, both me and Morgan, the heart of the screen. Yes, oh. yes, definitely, definitely in my top five, for sure. Yes. I'm like, what are movies? But yeah, Scream Franchise, for sure. Yeah. And then um, also Pacific Rim. Um, I, I've been meaning to rewatch that. Pacific Rim makes me feel like I can run a marathon, which I can't, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I always think I can once it's done. <laughs> what about you, Jill? What movies? Um... Well, we all know my number one, which is The Handmaiden, because I could talk about it for a week straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have not seen Park Chan, The Handmaiden. A perfect movie. Perfect. Not a single flaw. But I will leave The Handmaiden as it is there. Uh, I have to include Coyote Ugly, because that was my childhood. <laughs> one day I will see it. You can't stop the moonlight. You can't. <laughs> you can't. It's so good. The soundtrack is still so good. Yeah, I can like absolutely rips. Whenever anyone does it at karaoke, it's just the best. Everybody gets into it. it yeah, so good. The editing in that scene, though, is terrible <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, it's but, not a well-made movie. <laughs> no, but it just you can't watch it and not smile. Except for during like uh, the love story part, because he, that's boring. <laughs> Oh, but he was one of my, that movie like shaped who I am. He was one of my first crushes. <laughs> Same with Cammie in it. Cammie was one of my first crushes. Who's <laughs> the love interest in it? Uh, what's his name? A- Adam? 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 <laughs> yeah, like, isn't that, it's Adam something, right? Adam Garcia. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but he's like a super nerd. He collects Spider-Man comics. So I was like, that's, Yeah. <laughs> Super nerd is not how I would describe that character, but he, he likes Spider-Man comics, so, you know, there it is. He's, like, a super nerd, in quotes. Oh. Um, but other than that, I have to include Brokeback Mountain, because that was my favorite movie forever until I saw The Handmaiden. Um, Sleeping with Other People. Yes. <laughs> uh, I would do anything for Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> I hope I hope he's a good man. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I also hope he's a good man, because I would do anything for Olivia Wilde. So. <laughs> yeah. I love them. Um, and then, I guess, Phantom Thread I'd throw up there. Wait till you see uh, Not Another Teen Movie. You're going to be putting it up there. <laughs> yeah, that'll be way up. <laughs> we got to get you to see it, Jill. I know. I Can't know. you see that? We got to get you to see Scream. We got to, like, guide you to see Scream. I believe you can do it, Jill. You can see Scream. I tried. I tried, but it was nighttime yeah, and I couldn't. Do it during the day. Yeah. Doing it with us, like, in a Netflix party, I think. Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah, Yeah, during the day. On a Sunday morning, I can have a mimosa. (laughs) I think uh, during the holiday season, we should um, 
watch Just Friends? Yeah. Oh, guys, I don't like Just Friends. <laughs> Look, as somebody's recently rewatched it, it turns out I don't like a lot of it either. But, but. Some, of it, some of it I love. Like, Anna Ferris's entire performance as Samantha James is iconic. And we could just watch those scenes. And also, hello, Joyce. Joyce? Hello, Joyce. <laughs> if we watch an Anna Ferris movie, I want to do The House Bunny. My Anna Ferris guilty pleasure is What's Your Number. Uh, I, I, I do love that. That is a good one. I win the brief amount of time, like, when I, after college, like, post when it came out, and when I would be home on college breaks at my parents' home, whenever it was on cable, I was like, well, let's settle in, because I'm watching every <laughs> fucking second of this movie. You can just tell Chris Evans is so excited to be in a Boston movie. It shows. <laughs> He does not. He's just removing it all the time. <laughs> was that before he had all of his weird tattoos? He must have covered them up. Does he have weird tattoos? I did not know that. He has weird he tattoos. He has weird tattoos. <laughs> oh. I, um, weird tattoos are a problem, says someone who loves uh, Ben Affleck's performance in Gone Girl. <laughs> I, again, my, my fondest wish is that they will do a Gone Girl 2, like they occasionally allude that they will, and that is awful. <laughs> too Gone Too Girl. He's written into the plot of the movie. It has to be. Remember when he tried to pretend that it was for a movie and it was fake? That's maybe the funniest thing anyone's ever done. <laughs> to lie and say it's for a movie and then for all of us to be like, did that movie with Ben Affleck ever come out where he's got a horrible tattoo? And I was like, no, I guess none of us ever checked up on that <laughs> he's like i got him that said the the way back was the last movie i saw in theaters before the world ended same i took myself on a solo date and saw the way back and that's the last movie i saw in theaters i saw you at the arc light bar before i went to see the way back me and michael ran into you there and we had a drink and that's I, right i went to the way back I was decked out in Red Sox gear. Remember being out in the world? Remember the Arclight bar? Wow, I miss it so much. <laughs> I am like, talking about the Arclight is choking me up. No. <laughs> I miss the bootleg, you guys. Oh, God. Oh. Especially, they were starting to get to know you there. Which was, yeah. You were like a bootleg regular and like, you were close with the staff. Which I was, yeah, I was wheeling and dealing and then the world ended. Uh, it's a great look on you. <laughs> I've never been a regular somewhere. How cool was, was that? You know? It was cool. You want to know something sad about me? Yeah. <laughs> Always. My, was that, that was my sophomore year of college. I was a regular at the UV subway. <laughs> Chill. Because it was right outside the cinema school, so I could just mm. pop on over, get a sandwich, go back. Oh, Jill. So they started to know me at Subway. There was a there was a food truck. What was that? Was it was it Armando's? Armando's. Honestly, like you could text them your order and then come pick it up. And I would I always had this like one class that I needed to eat during, and I would always. And I was just like, honestly, I text Armando's more than I text any person. <laughs> like, it's just like, I need a patty melt. Like, 
Thank you, please. Oh. You're right there. Uh, Armando's was so good. It was so good. It always had like a C health score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like that just means the <laughs> breakfast burritos were very good. <laughs> uh, so those are our favorite movies. Um, <laughs> we're so stupid. <laughs> uh, this is from um, at, at F Grimmer on Instagram. I know because they are the stars of a TV show. But I find it so weird that these kids can be madly in love with someone and then the next minute be madly in love with someone else in the same friend group. Talk about awkward. If you did a graph with the main cast and little lines between the people who at one point had been madly in love, there would be like more crossovers than F100. Little slight spoiler, but I love it. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm here for it. My question is, were your friendship groups in high school and college this incestuous? Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say... <laughs> The, the the relationship in the, in the cast itself with the characters aren't as incestuous as what we've learned with uh, how many people Candace dated. <laughs> oh, good for her. Good for her. Good for her. Also, good I'm for her. living through her Instagram. She like it's so deeply uh, glam, and I love it. But yeah, um, seems like it was a little incestuous, both both inside and outside the show. Huh. Um. I was a theater kid in high school, so like there, like only like two dudes were straight, and all of the queer women were closeted. So, um, like made something queer. Uh, so there wasn't, it was just us fighting over the couple of guys that would date girls, and like fighting is also a very loose term because you know we were mostly just trying to do our monologues. <laughs> uh, and it, but in college there was a weird, there was a um. There was some some weird uh, incestuousness. Just yep. uh, we all had to deal with. Oh boy. Um, I I will say that uh, one um, I one of my funniest stories from college was I uh, one night um, on one of my birthdays uh, made out with a dude, and uh, only to find out that my friend had also made out with the same dude that night. And she said, Oh, I had one of those in college. I had one of those experiences. And I was very much like, oh, I, this is not a big deal. It does not matter to me. And it was just a fun, funny thing that happened. And she kind of looks at me just like, I don't know if this is like a problem, but like apparently we both kissed this gentleman last night. And I was like, oh, no, that's just funny. Did you say gentleman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, she was a formal friend. <laughs> To whom it may concern. To whom it, yeah. It was, she sent it in a business letter format. Your friend was actually Elijah Michelson. Yeah, he hates books. <laughs> Elijah's defining quality, hating books. Uh, I love how we latched onto that, that little bit of Elijah. <laughs> but yeah, um, not as incestuous as uh, in Vampire Diaries, but... Uh, I had some little like drama like senior year of high school and then uh in college one of my like best friends like he dated like one of our friends and it was like if you fuck this up you're gonna ruin everything and he fucked it up and he ruined everything she was my roommate no oh yeah it was very weird my high school experience was pretty i mean i guess it was the same as yours morgan because i was a theater kid mm-hmm. so we Wow, I'm on the podcast with two theater kids. <laughs> we had a select group of straight men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my high school boyfriend was a theater kid, and 
I hope he's cool with me doxing him right now. (laughs) We're still friends, so it's okay. But (laughs) he dated my best friend's friend before dating my best friend and then dating me (laughs) before he graduated because he was a year older. Damn. So we we all dated him. (laughs) He was the bicycle. We're always saying we don't want Matt Donovan to be. Yeah, he he was our Matt Donovan. Oh. Nice. Well, you've given him a beautiful compliment. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good guy. My my biggest high school drama was less to do with people dating each other and more to do with the fact that our girl faked a pregnancy. What? She, <laughs> uh, honestly, this is one of the like my the wildest moments in my high school career. I was a freshman, and I'm trying to leave as many details out as possible. But a, a so a good friend of mine who I care very much about there was like a, a a half day that I didn't realize was a half day and I lived very far from the school so I didn't have my mom was working and she couldn't pick me up from the half day because she didn't know and so I had to I had to go ask my older friend like hey could you give me a ride home and she's like yeah of course just like on her way out just don't if this girl like, we're gonna go get lunch come with but like if this girl tries to join us don't let and I was like, oh, that's like really weird and catty and like not at all like the person I know you to be. And I was like, oh, okay, why? She goes, this girl's lying about the kind of things you shouldn't lie about. And I was like, what? And she goes, she's faking fetus. I'm so sorry. 
And I guess they just like ultimately confronted her about it. She was like, I am though, and she wasn't, and it, uh, you know, some friendships dissolved. So that was probably the most traumatic thing that happened to me in high school. Yeah. <laughs> We all, any time Canada came up, we'd be like, watch out, go there. Get pregnant in Canada. (laughs) You know what Canada is. Canada is the place you go to get fucked and get pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. And imagine 15 year old Morgan with full straight across bangs, um, (laughs) wearing flare jeans and a cardigan, just in a backpack twice her size, just trying to take it all in. At Melody uh, underscore underscore Fitz on Instagram says, How is Jill surviving season four and five if y'all are there yet? Well, we are in early season four. Jill, how are you surviving? I'm surviving with through song. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Really? um, We hit rock bottom, guys. (laughs) We really did. We hit rock bottom, but we're coming back. Coming back. I created an evidence board, you guys. And if you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we can talk about yeah, we it. Can yeah, mark this section specifically for season four spoilers. We we've gotten to the reveal of the the sire bond uh, with Damon and Elena, and the um, the trip to Bourbon Street to uh, oh. visit the woman uh, that Damon horribly treated and continues to treat horribly. And um, it was a real tough watch, guys. I thought I thought maybe it would be easier this time around, but it's. <laughs> It somehow got worse. Yeah, and I I hope our our, our episode was a particularly long, particularly song filled recording, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure it will come out coherent. But um, yeah, it was a tough time, and I felt bad about it. Right now. Yeah. yeah, I am I am very curious to see where it goes and how it gets handled. Um, because it's not looking good based on how the episode ended. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but Tyler said submit, so... <laughs> yes. In these episodes, there was one thing, one little gift for Jill, and it was <laughs> Michael Trevino sticking his hand inside a woman and screaming submit at her. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I found a clip on YouTube, and now it's on my phone. <laughs> So I don't have to go back and watch that episode. <laughs> I can just go watch the clip. <laughs> so that's how Jill's surviving. That's how I'm surviving. I have the clip of Tyler on my phone <laughs> for all the hard times to come. We also all got absurdly horny for Klaus and Tyler's body for like one episode. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. We were chaotic. Was that season? That was season four. That's the opening yeah. of four. Wow. I recall that that episode recording. It was so hot in the room I was in, and I was just crying and fanning myself. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, I'm excited to see how we turn these into coherent episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But does this question also mean that five is going to be rough? Because I know you guys are big on six. I think five is rough, but I think it is. I prefer it to four. To four, yeah. Quite a quite a wide margin, to be honest. It, 
I think it's really messy. But it has stuff I, I really, really enjoy in it, so. Yeah. Again, my favorite draft back is in season five. Yeah. All right, so we're at rock bottom now. We're we're good. <laughs> I, would, I would say yes. There's some stuff in, in four that is going to get, like, a little gray. I don't know. Same for five. But um, there's there's good stuff mixed into everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then six is. <laughs> what if Joe fucking hates six? I, I will be so sad. Genuinely, honestly, the answer is I will be devastated if Joe hates six. Oh no! <laughs> it will break my heart. Actually, I don't want to put any pressure. Yeah, six brings me so much joy on so many levels. I mean, if you guys like it, I probably will. There's a there's a, the character in in season six that I'm going to go feral for. Um, I, I feel like you're going to love but then you know we had this whole thing with klaus which has been such a, a rocky road for you i think it really has he's growing on me now though season four class is great mm-hmm. he's bouncing back because he was like of course in season three very much at odds with your boy so yeah because yeah uh so guys ampies as you're listening you know you're hearing that joe she's just digging klaus mm-hmm. uh but season three he gets in the way of uh, Joe's boy. Yes, he so does. That puts like a hitch in what we thought was gonna be smooth sailing for Jill and Klaus. Oh my god! Our I will say I think our um, I, I I am trying so hard to like keep my mind open, the like my Claroline like mind open, and to try to just because it's such a big part of the fandom, and I want to like try to vibe with it and, and i have to admit on occasion it is working so it's it's just like still so weird because it's like what is the end game we know he's going to his own show and caroline is here he he rarely feels organic uh i will say like i think the two of them can be great together but oftentimes it's like why are they talking it's like to what end, basically? Yeah, like when she's bait, it makes sense. And yeah. other times, like I'm kind of like, why? Are you? I I feel like I would be so much more into it if you guys didn't put Klaus and Bonnie in my head, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah. oh, we could have had it all. It'd be so good. <gasps> really, just any love interest for Bonnie that wasn't Jeremy. Yeah, it wasn't uh, <laughs> Atticus Shade. <laughs> I really, upon this rewatch, I think I've never hated Professor Atticus Shane. <laughs> oh, God, he fucking sucks. The lack of we, patience. We get so up. We get so upset. Is that like? Is he the most angry we, we've been besides like my evidence board stuff? Uh, I love your board. Latoya created a full evidence board around the sire bond and the issues that it creates with the whole season, and it is so well thought out and wonderful and color-coded and i love a visual aid so it made me so happy at a time where i was not very happy we're gonna need like a picture of it yeah it's still it's still in it's still in my vampire diary so (laughs) i didn't disassemble just in case you need to go back i was like if i if i try really hard maybe i can like make it i can do a like make a graphic of it for our instagram (laughs) If I get uh, good at making things on my computer in uh, a medium other than Microsoft 
how unwell I am. Like uh, the day we were about to do those episodes, I like I I informed Morgan and Jill that I decided I was going to create an evidence board for this. And I did that for a good portion of the day before it was time for us to watch the episode. And when you held it up, I was like, oh no. Yeah. But I respect it. And it, it was needed. <laughs> it genuinely was so helpful. And it, it really has made me, uh, I just fully agree with you. Like, I, I couldn't, I was like, wow, this is really just like season deep. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, shall we? Shall we go to our to our next? Uh, at Lane's World on Instagram says question. You gotta say the underscores, Jill. Underscore Lane's World underscore. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Um, <laughs> question: Jill and Morgan guesting on Angel on Top when? Also, how does it feel to have the Vampire Podcast Market cornered? <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Yeah, Latoya, how does it feel? Crazy. <laughs> one where I have to be, well, I've decided I have to be a serious person, and then this one where I can just be a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Morgan will be on Angel on Top because she's seen Angel. Yeah, I have not seen Angel. Um. <laughs> and, and hopping into season three is not a good idea. I can try and catch up, um, but my brain is broken. Right now, and I have issues watching anything that's not Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I, in general, have issues watching things that are not Vampire Diaries. Uh, but I have both started rewatching Angel Season 3 to prepare for being on Angel on Top, which I'm so excited about because it's so much fun. Uh, and I have started a watching the whole series through again with a uh, friend of the pod, Megan Mason. So uh, it's been really fun so far and just to see it, it's really interesting the diff like the way the show starts because you have to take angel like a character from another show and make him a protagonist but also be honest to the person that you've seen and he changes mm-hmm. so so much in a lot of ways that are really interesting and exciting it's fun to see them like learn how to build the show and then watching three i was like oh wow this is such a fully fledged and good thing i'm, I'm so I mean, yeah, again, Angel the Series allows for some of my favorite versions of Angel. Old Man Angel, Petty Angel, Shallow Angel. <laughs> Old Man Angel who can't tip worth a damn. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm also having a very nice time looking at uh, Jason Boreanaz. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. The, the crush that I had on him when I was 15, very real. <laughs> And then I would say season three of Angel, he looks really, really good. He looks quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and also uh, Charisma Carpenter has never looked bad ever, so. <laughs> a true fact. Good God, what a queen. I, like, every time she comes straight, I'm like, it's Cordelia! <laughs> and Michael's like, yes, yes it is. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> what if every time he's like, it's Angel? <laughs> I mean, he does want the Angel theme song to end with a Pablo style "Speak off my name," <laughs> which uh, I also wish it would. It'd be pretty funny. I mean, him walking in the alley—that's also cool. But <laughs> but how do we get more Kroll show references? <laughs> I am rewatching Kroll show right now. It is a gift. Um, I can read our next one, which is a, a, a multi-part question uh, from our friend. 
me to tell you a few things. Thank you. Ooh, um, a few things. One, it's okay that none of you have seen the L word. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank God. Because Eve Hirschner's character, Jenny, is essentially just Isabel pre-learning about vampires and faking her death to become one. In fact, you can headcanon the two stories together if you assume that um, she, like, faked her death and ran off to study the occult. <laughs> Teen Jenny would definitely have slept with a terrible dude, such as Father Uncle John Gilbert, <laughs> discovering the existence of bisexuality. <laughs> Her discovery of queer identity sparked some questionable decisions, much like her later discovery of vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next part of it is so close to my heart. In 2009, I owned a MiFi device, <laughs> but it did not help me connect to the internet in any which burial ground, so maybe I was using it wrong. <laughs> and uh three that she loves the pod and it's bring her joy in harsh times she also takes an angel on top and she is stoked to hear latoya's thoughts on the dumb vampire boys of 1908 so you will hear all my thoughts baby um, i want to know more about the MiFi device <laughs> more MiFi spawn con <laughs> MiFi, come on the pod be our sponsor at&t products come on the pod we get like Bing and AT and T products to be our sponsor. Bing needs more good word now. Bing needs us. Has Michael told you, or have I told you, that something got messed up on Michael's computer, and now his default search engine is fake? Amazing, perfect, <laughs> messed up. He like in his search bar, like he if he types, it will automatically go through Bing results. Like he has to enter Google.com and then go. <laughs> he wants to Google something. Anyways, uh, Cher ass idiot. Uh, this is from Laura. Laura R. These are a few of our favorite boys, uh, is the title of this email. Uh, dear all of you, that's us. Hello. Oh, hello. Thank you for making such a wonderful podcast and giving me an excuse to rewatch the show for the millionth time, but the slowest I have ever watched them. <laughs> It builds character. It especially builds these wonderful characters who we love to love and love to hate. Thank you for doing a, two episodes a week, though, because these one episode a week or less podcasts make me struggle sometimes. <laughs> I digress. Uh, I came across this, and it's uh, the, the HuffPo article about uh, the Matt Davis, Paul Wesley yes. Twitter thing. Uh, and it gives some fun content of Mr. Davis and Mr. Steve. <laughs> I, love, I love this. Fighting over politics. Uh, apparently, our Alaric is a Trump supporter. Did Klaus take over his body again? Anyway, just thought I'd share. No obvious spoilers that I noticed in the article. Um, so, and there's more stuff, but we can talk about this first. Yes. I think that Klaus would not be a Trump supporter. Agreed. I totally agree. I also am just like, Alaric's a public school teacher. <laughs> um, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that Twitter exchange, I think it sucks that he's a Trump supporter, but I think that what Paul was saying was so funny. <laughs> well, also, can we give a rundown of what happened uh, for uh, us yeah. or listeners who might not have heard about this? It was during the Pence-Harris debate, to which Matt Davis started off by tweeting, you know, it'd be, uh, it'd be nice if the moderator would stop interrupting Pence and let him finish his point. Uh, he wrote in a since-deleted tweet. <laughs> To which uh, Paul then replied, 
Uh, it'd also be nice if Pence answered the question he was originally asked rather than deflect. Yeah. And so a Twitter squabble was born. <laughs> uh, with Davis hitting back an attempted dig at uh, Wesley's support of Hillary Clinton in the 2016 presidential debate. Davis said, Paul likes to vote for criminals and losers just like he did in 2016. Your opinion on the matter carries a little weight as far as I'm concerned. Next, he tweeted in yet another deleted poll post. <laughs> when you de- have to delete your tweets after, it's a good sign that they were good tweets. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, in response to the criminals and losers uh, tweet, uh, Paul replied, you're mistaken. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. <laughs> uh, this is the sass I love. He said something about Alaric though, right? Yeah. Guys, Alaric drinks in Brevet. He's losing it. <laughs> That's the one. I was like, that's so funny. And then the fan pointed out, Davis didn't actually play a vampire series. Was he joke? Yeah, but that stuff is strong. <laughs> <laughs> that I remember and I uh, loved. Um, yikes. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the Matt Davis thing. Um, some episodes that have aired and some that haven't. Um, I don't know about you guys. It's like, fuck him for saying gross shit online. Uh, yeah. But like, it's hard to talk about Alaric, the character, who I feel very much like and very much, uh, for lack of a better word, met at a time where I didn't know about any of this stuff and grew fond of over the course of like a decade plus of viewing. Uh, so I, for the purposes of the podcast, try to separate it and just talk about Alaric, who I like. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, your, your mileage may vary on that. And that's so fair. What do you guys yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, we we've talked about it. And, uh, I'm so happy. Uh, Paul's unproblematic fave. Yes. Uh, it would actually like hurt me if Paul was an asshole. Oh yeah, that would absolutely suck. I personally have a very difficult time separating art and the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we did find out, Alaric was one of my like favorite mm-hmm. characters, but now it's it was kind of like oh. <laughs> It yeah. feels, yeah, weird. Because, yeah, we were, like, really... Because we had just started getting into the Alaric stuff, and we were like, this is great. And then yeah. we learned what trash man Matt Davis is. Because yeah. it's not just his politics, which obviously leads to trash. You can look... Yeah, he yeah. has a history of racism and everything. Yeah. Love, uh, yeah. Love I do think it's really great that Paul called him out, though. Yeah, that rules. Yeah, um, yeah it's just... It's a real... I don't know. If, 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 you, uh, if you guys want to email in and if any of the ways that we talk about these things like affect you or trigger you or anything like that, please let us know. We can try to be more judicious about the way that we would speak about like both Matt Davis and the character of Alaric because we want this podcast to be a space where people feel like comfortable and safe and not and they don't deal with the horrors of our current hellscape <laughs> yeah, yeah in general we we try again the, the artist's art thing because we we try to like not to bring any of the actors personal shit into our discussion of the show obviously but you yeah know, matt davis makes it really hard yeah <laughs> and also for reasons that like are uh we that will unfold as we uh speak them. so yeah and uh <laughs> like we said earlier uh, at least with Matt Davis, we're like uh, he's talented, and that's what we're like really pisses us off. Because we're like we like his performance, but like everything he's doing is trash. Whereas opposed to uh, Nathaniel Bozalik, who plays Cole, I don't think he's talented. So he can he's a trash man and untalented, as far as I'm concerned. 
Is what's what's his deal? Remember he his whole like uh pro choice and a pro life thing on like Instagram and he was like yeah. Ooh. No thanks. He's like uh Mr. Super Christian. Yeah. Ooh. Uh yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um yeah. Okay. Yeah. To continue uh, Laura's email. <laughs> uh let's see. Calls us great. Talks about how great I am. Sure. Definitely yeah, agree. Excited to hear me host Angel on Tap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but also PS, I totally do not know Pearl Jam. So every time you mention the band, for some reason my brain hears Smash Mouth. So I'm sitting here trying to recall <laughs> when Vampire Diaries included All Star. <laughs> uh I wish All Star played throughout many scenes of the Vampire Diaries. She says, I think that could have been Little Jay's anthem. Jeremy just listening. All star. Oh my god. Maybe if you had listened to All Star a couple times, you wouldn't be screaming like a bitch. (laughs) You would have gotten pumped up and excited. Although now, Smash Mouth also is problematic, correct? Yeah, nothing is good. They are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what did they do? They said they opened the Sturgis motorcycle like rally thing. Yeah. And they're like, fuck mask, <laughs> COVID, whatever, eh. Shut the fuck up, Smash Mouth. Uh, God. Ugh. Stick to being on the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> no one from the Shrek soundtrack can tell me what to do. Except Joan Jett. Oh, well, she can. Yeah. <laughs> but Counting Crows? You're not Shrek. <laughs> oh, Wow. Sorry, Counting Crows. Counting Crows is one of Michael's, like, childhood musical, like, experiences. His parents played a lot of Counting Crows in the car. So weirdly, Michael, who has no knowledge about music whatsoever, has a pretty extensive knowledge of the Counting Crows discography. Oh my god. Which I find to be endearing. (laughs) I mean, Counting Crows are great, just so you know. I am sure they are. Oh no, I'm giving another hard opinion that I don't believe in. <laughs> I believe Adam Durwitz dated both Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston. Congrats! <laughs> Those are two stunning people. He also wrote on the Josie the Pussycat soundtrack. He did? Yes! Which song? Multiple! Jesus, wow. good for him. Dang. Uh, I'm glad we can teach you about Counting Crows. Look, these are the things I need to know. Uh, accidentally in love's a song performed by Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> According to the the song's Wikipedia page, Adam Gerwitz is credited on "Spin Around." You don't see me. You're a star. Wow, those are like those are three really good. <laughs> yes, yeah, they are. Spin Around. You're a star. Are like maybe my two favorites. He's very talented. Uh, you know what's a good Counting Crow song? A long December. That's a really good song. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text uh, Michael. Colorblind is on the Cruel Intention soundtrack. It's uh, when uh, Reese and uh, Ryan are fucking for the first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I blocked a lot of that movie out. <laughs> I watched it one time, like in high school, and I was like, "Doesn't everyone say this movie is like good?" <laughs> I was like, this is like just kind of fucked up. Morgan's like hot takes are coming out. <laughs> I, it's not that I'm not in. Look, look, we we should all like Sarah Michelle Gellar doing coke out of a cross necklace. No notes. Not 
one note to be found from me. But um, the whole movie being like kind of ragey and upsetting, that I have a couple notes on. Okay, here is Michael's list of Counting Crows songs he likes. Mrs. Potter's Lullaby, A Long December, Mr. Jones, and Holiday in Spain. All of these sound fake. They, yeah. <laughs> put, put on A Long December right now. All of these sound like candles. <laughs> I like the sound of Miss, Mrs. Potter's Lullaby. Yeah, I'm like, that's a candle. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds like the candle store that would have all of the candles. I'm like, it's like the age difference, the gulf between us just grows <laughs> larger every day. <laughs> uh, okay. So fucking stupid. Sorry. Let's see. This email from Carly says potential Jill spoilers. And no, it's not Jill spoilers. So you're good, Jill. Oh, good. This was uh, from a while ago. I think, yeah, I don't think we've read this one. This is before we uh, finally met Klaus. So uh, I'm so excited for you to finally get to Klaus. I mean, we're, we're here, baby. I remember the first time I, wa- uh, I watched Hayden Klaus because he was the antagonist and thinking the whole uh, Klaus and Stefan thing in fandom was dumb. And wow, it was an experience rewatching. I went from hating him to finding him to be the funniest character on the show. <laughs> He is such a dramatic bitch, and I love him and his major crush on Stefan so much. Yeah. I remember thinking TBD had no obvious gay, but oh my god, was I wrong? <laughs> I also am very excited to get to Rebecca, as she's my favorite original. And I have recently realized that there's not a single completely straight original, except maybe Finn, but who cares? <laughs> Thanks for this amazing podcast, Carly. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. I think you will very much like our comments on Klaus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Finn is very much the only straight uh, original, except for when he is a gay pirate Finn for those two seconds. <laughs> only oh, those two seconds. It would have been so cool if they just right? kept that. I Why did they cut his hair immediately? <laughs> because he had to be boring. <laughs> Mother. Mom, kill me. <laughs> what a fucking loser. Fuck. Finn, Finn, the, the worst. <laughs> uh, an anti Finn podcast for sure. <laughs> what podcast is pro Finn? Like, what Vampire Diaries podcast is like Finn, you know, he was an interesting character. He really had his shit down. Maybe like someone who's like, I also want to die. So I respect <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think he would actually be the king of our podcast, like having the ultimate D wish, but. <laughs> you would think. He does want the D. But uh, he, he really has negative charisma. It's so upsetting. He is kind of a vacuum. So there, we like Cole more than we like Finn. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Cole, like, does stuff. <laughs> Love books uh, and stuff. This is from uh, Laura R. Hey, Ampies. I came to your pod from a shout out on Buffering a few weeks or months ago. What is time anymore? And I am so amped about it. I loved TVD back in the day, but rudely, none of my friends were into it, so I had no one to geek out about it with. We're your friends now. We're yeah, geek out with us. <laughs> yeah. And th- those other friends, you can fight them. Yeah. We give you permission to fight them. <laughs> you don't need them anymore. You have us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rewatching along with you is making up for that in a big way. I love all of your inside jokes and pet names. I now fully think of Ian Summerhalder as Damo or Mr. Ian. <laughs> And I laugh out loud every time you talk about how bad Elena wants the tea. 
I love that you have the same reverence for the show as I do, but are also able to discuss it through a more critical lens at times. All this to say, thank you for making the rewatch pod that I never knew I needed. Consider me a devoted ampy. Love you all and can't wait for the next episode. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much. That's like these, uh, these are so sweet. Yeah, this is so nice. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't think people would like it this much. You didn't think people would listen to our idiocy. We're so dumb. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what's so scary. <laughs> we only get dumber. Yeah. There's I think we were like trying shit. to be smart at first and now we just give up. Again, six hour recordings. Yeah. But I also like do think that we should I not talk, not should talk about it, but I do think I also like that we watch it also with the critical lens because that it shows that you can actually like love something but still recognize its faults, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Yeah. So I'm also glad we do that. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard watching anything, like, especially because I feel like for the better, so many things have changed in the industry that, like, where there's, like, efforts of inclusion, both in front of and behind the camera, like, the studios, a lot of it, not enough, but still uh, better, a little better than it used to be, like, that so many things have changed that stuff that aired even a short time ago, like the Vampire Diaries can't always age well and I think it's important to talk about that kind of stuff and you know as like a person in the world who isn't like a cis white man like there's stuff that makes me bummed out in almost everything that I watch and if I had to watch only things I found to be perfectly unproblematic my list would be really small (laughs) so I think you kind of have to have a way to deal with that and, and I think not that ignoring it is wrong or anything but you know there's a way to acknowledge and watch yeah it. you can still acknowledge it and like the show it's a good thing when we get to season six there's nothing problematic about it at all mm-hmm. and that is not me being sarcastic <laughs> never <laughs> season six is perfect actually uh, I am like oh my god when, do, when is Scarlett Hefner season seven mm-hmm. okay she comes yep. can't wait <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like once we God, I'm like yeah season 6 and I'm like oh no we're gonna be in season 7 soon is like is season 7 the worst season it's really tough it I is, hate those I hate those characters so much I do too there is good stuff in it Um, I the first time I watched it I had like fallen off the wagon with the show, so I had to binge seven really fast. And I watched it like I wanna say in a week. Like I, I watched oh. like Oh no. And it oh by myself while unemployed and I was just like on my couch, like and I was like, What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like I'm like, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. I had started and fallen off and then like the final season was airing and I really wanted to watch the finale and I was just like, fuck it, like I'm gonna just do it. And um yeah, I'm gonna spoil one thing. Please do there's an episode where one of the biggest problems that the characters are facing is that Stefan is very cold. And I was like is this what it's come to? <laughs> like cold temperature wise or attitude wise? <laughs> and I was like, this 
And I I said it several times to Michael, and I was like, please just know when you get to season seven. Like I I was so explicit with him about like, hey, if you ever find season seven kind of like interminable, we can skip it and go right to eight. Like there, like I can catch you up on anything you missed. And and I was like, because eventually we're going to get to the episode where Stefan's really cold. And I can't imagine you're not going to want to watch it. And Michael says, Morgan, once we got to the Stefan's Very Cold episode, I think this is one of the better ones of the season. (laughs) And and upon reflection, it was. (laughs) Oh, God. It's it's a lot. Um, But that said, I found, like, I had so much goodwill from Six that carried over. And I still think there are things about Seven that work and things about it that don't, I think, are none of our friends' faults. <laughs> like, it's, it's not their fault. So. Except for one of them because of his connection to the, yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about that connection. So, so, if so you fucking stupid. To, if you had to rank season four, season five, and season seven. Where would they rank? Which would be number one? <laughs> five. Five, four, seven? Five, seven, four. Because at least seven, I haven't seen as much. And like, there's stuff about it that I kind of like. And it's like sit, setting up things for eight that I think are great. So. Because, yeah, seven, I, I've like not really rewatched. And I'm a good thing I have you guys to do that with. <laughs> and it's just like, but there's a component that. Uh, is not part of it and that's a thing so that's probably why i put it at the bottom yeah that's that's really fair um i i guess i'm just like I, in, since we're in the metaphor right now and it is kind of disheartening because nothing makes i am sense. excited for some things in four to finally watch yeah. like again yeah and i think that there's stuff in seven that's good and there's like people in seven but uh, but eight day, eight is eight's why why you make a show like this, you know, you make it so you can do eight, which is like the victory lap of like we made this whole big show, this whole big universe, and now let's do like a big ending where we get to tie it all up and everyone can come back and like wave and get to do their vow. Like it, it's a very much a season that just really honors the show as a whole. seasons are being sprung on writers rooms like halfway mm-hmm. through production and stuff like that like this is it's so nice to see such a purposeful ending for a show that actually got to go really long it's like what gets to go over what gets to go what's the uh, like what else got eight seasons recently like supernatural like i was gonna say supernatural i mean shameless <laughs> is also the, the longest show uh I mean, I, I am really excited for season six, though, as I keep saying. I'm excited for a, another new doctor for us to love. Hard eyes for all doctors. <laughs> I, Essential workers, we love you. We love you. We clap for you. We will clap when they introduce this character. I will clap for a full five minutes. <laughs> Me too. I genuinely, this, uh, this character their appearance in a certain episode of the franchise 
uh, made me absolutely like burst into tears and really truly lose it crying. Same. And uh, very important to me. Sob like a little emo little bitch, honestly. Oh, yeah. Cried like a little bitch. <laughs> Uh, get ready for jail. I I would love to cry. Are we gonna have a cry episode coming up? Uh, yes, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Um, because uh, some things are gonna happen, <laughs> and uh, someone's gonna react to some things happening, ah! and it's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, some people are gonna be in tank tops, and Morgan's gonna be reacting, so we'll be crying for Morgan. Oh yeah, oh, we're getting to the tank tops. Oh yeah, we are. We are like. I think that might be the next episode, actually. Is that why we're putting it off? <laughs> it's like I think yeah, next one or second episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's happening. He should Besides be in a hockey that. movie. Mm. What about like a ooh, I I mean my my dream is to have a female figure skater fall in love with a female hockey player because there's always the fight for ice have time. You not seen like the cutting edge? That's oh yeah, have you seen the cutting edge? That's what it is. Have I seen the cutting edge? <laughs> I love the cutting edge. <laughs> that was literally the cutting edge. But that's straight. I want gay. Oh, okay. Um, and also, it doesn't need to be like a pair's okay. routine. You seen Goon? I love Goon. I, That's what I was gonna say. He needs to be in a Goon. Like put him in Goon Three, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle for Ice, because that's what it seems like it should be called. I have not seen a uh, Goon Two, but I did find Goon One incredibly charming. I love Goon <laughs> so much. I have such a crush. Scott, and I hope he isn't problematic. You see what Armor Queen did star in a Hallmark uh, romantic movie, so. Aww. You can watch his Hallmark movie. I would love that. It actually sounds like fun. <laughs> that does sound fun. Hey, between that and um, the AMC uh, film, same time next, the ABC film, same time next Christmas, we have a lot to cover. Here, I'm putting the poster for it in the Zoom chat. Does he have so facial hair? Home by spring. I would love to watch that. Did he even get to be in one of the thousand Christmas movies? He's in a spring one. I didn't know they made spring ones. Why did they crop the golden retriever? <laughs> Poor dog. Which that way dog looks horrified. Can I ask you a very important question, Latoya? Yeah. Do you remember the episode of Gossip Girl where they go to the horse race? There's like randomly a dog in a bunch of scenes and it is following characters and it is what? never referenced or mentioned. But there is a golden retriever walking around the, the horse show. And it's I do like not remember that at all. Following like Blair or Serena or something. And I couldn't, I was like, what's that dog doing here? And I kept waiting for it to be explained, and it was never explained. And I wondered if you knew anything about it or if this was like a notorious. 
know about this. Uh, okay, I feel like I'm going insane. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I need to figure this out. Home by Spring, Hallmark Channel, The Heart of TV. You guys, he's in a Civil War movie from this year. What film? Is that Hillbilly Elegy? It's called <laughs> The Warrant. But also, can he be in Hillbilly Elegy? I don't know anything about Hillbilly Elegy, just that people are posting about it all the time. <laughs> Did you did you watch the trailer? I did not. What is it? It's based on a book, and not like the author is like super Trumpy, but like it was they wrote the book pre being Trumpy, but of course they leaned into it. And like the like just watch the trailer. It's just like Glenn Close and Amy Adams are like give us this fucking Oscar. They're gonna win Oscars for like their worst movies. Yeah. <laughs> or Glenn will probably still never win. Isn't it's it? Like, it's a Ron Howard movie, right? Yeah, and like honestly the. It's like, I felt like seeing them together, I was like, is this an omen that Amy truly will never win? That she's like resigned herself to this terrible movie with Glenn Close? Um, but I will say the most important non-TVDU uh, Sojourn of Food performance is obviously him in Piranha, where he and Vanessa from Gossip Girl are love interests. In the that is relevant to Minutemen. Wasn't he in Minutemen? <laughs> Minutemen is a Disney. Is this a Disney Channel original movie? Yeah, and it has Nicholas Braun in it. Oh shit! That is a film, right now, there. And that's I mean, a way to describe something. Oh yeah, I remember him uh, in Everwood actually. Bless him. Hope he's doing well in this uh, upsetting time. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Anything. You guys can't see the thumbs up. Do the thumbs up. For her buddy Stephen R. McQueen. My best friend, my close personal friend. Yeah, you see, the reason I can say all this stuff is because Steve and I are so close. He knows I'm just joshing. <laughs> I hope I see him at the rink sometime when the <laughs> rink is open again. <laughs> Do you go to the same rink? Um, I know that Bieber goes to the rink that I go to, so uh... <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> So obviously, Morgan's friend Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I call him Steve R. Steve R. Just Despite it not being his middle initial. Nope, but I then I love to razz him about that. <laughs> Idiot. Should we read the next email? <laughs> sure. This is from Amy S. Multiple questions. Ooh. And then they sent their uh, questions uh, today after the call, so... The call for questions. Hi, lovely hosts. That's us. Aw. Hi. <laughs> Love the show. I started to rewatch uh, at the top of the summer because I never got past season four when I was in high school. Uh, weeks later, my roommate and I are up to season eight. Nice. <laughs> and having a blast while listening to the pod. It's been a really nice bonding activity for quarantine. Y'all are great. Aw. We're having people bond, you guys. Aw. Uh, yeah. My questions for your mail answering episode. Feel free to answer none or all of these as needed. Let's see. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Mr. Paul, take no shit, Twasilewski debate night, smack talk with Matt Davis on Twitter. We've discussed that, obviously. Great way of phrasing that, though. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, much of the show features fun and funky town events that end in lots of not fun murder or just general misery. If you could take one character out of Mystic Falls for a nice, relaxing day off where everything is happy and nothing hurts, who would you take and what would you do? So Morgan, Matt Donovan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll take Matt Donovan to, like, 
a sporting event. Like, here's the thing. I do really desperately want to go back to Fenway Park and to go to a Red Sox game um, once such things are allowed again. And I keep trying to get a friend of the show, Michael Chase, is excited about that. But he's like, I will do it. (laughs) Uh, So I bet Matt Donovan would like going to Fenway Park. I'll get him some beers. I'll get a Fenway Frank. It'll be great. Sit in the green monster, and he doesn't have to, uh, you know, uh, deal with vampires for a day. That's my <laughs> day. Huh. But so many like ladies in that show could use a spa day. Like, I was gonna say I would bring Bonnie to like wee spa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I would take Rebecca to NASA. <laughs> Actually, I would actually, you know, I would, uh, we would crash a, a child's prom. <laughs> oh, Take her yeah, back to school <laughs> Yeah. We're going to crash a prom, baby. Uh, yeah. I do want to take all of the, like, Vampire Diaries ladies, like, to to have just, like, a girl's day. Like, right? Yeah. Take them to go see wrestling. <laughs> Oh my god. That would be so much fun. We'd have to get jackets then. <laughs> Truly imagining us at wrestling with Caroline, Elena, and Bonnie <laughs> screaming. Can we include Haley too? Haley, yes! Of course, coming. Haley would love wrestling. Yeah, Haley would be very into it. And I hope that they would all love my favorite wrestler, Heather Monroe. Aw, I miss Heather. Killer Bay, um, Heather's uh, social media is the only thing that's keeping me going. <laughs> <laughs> We're dying. Does Heather Monroe watch the Vampire Diaries? Uh, we should, we should make a search for Twitter. Come on the pod. <laughs> Heather, please. Please come on the pod. Heather and Dom, come on the pod. Oh my god. I miss Dom. Jake Atlas, come on the pod. Uh, I miss you all. Uh, Watts, come on the pod. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Ray Rose watch the watch the vampire diaries. Ray Rose like come on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Jervis come on the pod. (laughs) What indie wrestlers would you like to see come on the vampire diaries podcast? Please let us know. Um I just wanna say that Eli would probably be Jeremy. don't want Eli's tongue near anyone. We don't want Jeremy's tongue near anyone. Yeah. Two tongues we want far away from everyone else. Eli's the Jeremy of indie wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Question number three from Amy is, what is your favorite use of a song in the show so far, other than Cut by Plum, uh, of course? 303, Starstruck. <laughs> Can't keep saying Starstruck. That should be banned too from you saying it. I know. I'll, I'll think of a better one. You didn't ask for this. A drop in the ocean. Yes, a drop in the ocean. Though. <laughs> Which you'll hear about in, in the season three premiere. Jill sings, you guys. I. This is the start of my singing career. <laughs> it's almost like forcing her to sing like we did with Cut by Plum. Like here, she's like actually wanting to sing. You can't not sing a drop in the ocean. <laughs> It's impossible. Um, I think mine is uh, Never Say Never by The Fray, 
which I know is basic as hell, but like it's so good when when it just kicks in at the end of the pilot. You're just like, yeah, absolutely. Like I hear that song and I like can see the Vampire Diaries title card. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Funny. I mean, I already said you didn't ask for this. <laughs> Family tree by whatever. Family tree by whatever. Points this this little war is good That was good too, yeah. You know, any song from 1912. <laughs> you know, the old classics. <laughs> so play something from the public domain. <laughs> like, I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah. So, so those songs. Those songs are like. <laughs> uh, what is he? Amy's got a lot of questions, and I like it. Thank you. Um, what's your favorite rare pair interaction on the show? Um, obviously the best friends, Tyler and Alina. No better rare pair on the show. For real, uh, absolutely right. <laughs> the the faves. I do love though, and Joe, you'll appreciate this that the best friends bit does actually have a payoff. It does. It does. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna lose her mind when it happens. As I am just, I was like, I was re- like reading something and it mentioned that. And I like just, I loved it. I absolutely screamed when it happened. It was, uh, it was absolutely a delight. But I got okay, rare pairs. Like, I mean, we have so many like things where we're like, why isn't this a ship that are like rare? Pair? I mean, Bonnie and everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bonnie being in episodes when people are like going to like fancy balls, like that's the rare pair we we want. Bonnie and formal wear, the rare right. pair. This is like that's see this is offensive. Why is Bonnie not allowed to be in formal wear? She never been in that fucking ball. Because she looked better than all of them. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. Um, yeah, Bonnie and so many people. Um, mine is. Matt and Caroline, like, which, I mean, and they, they're canon, so I don't know that doesn't count as a rare pair. They're, but, they're like, not a rare pair. Like, basically, nobody cares about them, but me. I, like, I, I feel like rare pair in, in terms of, like, interacting at all, like, oh. they rarely interact is how I interpret it. I was gonna say, like, Klaus and Damon teaming up. Yeah. Is that a rare pair? Kind of, because, like, as we always know, like, Klaus just doesn't like Damon. Like, yeah. Stefan is the one he likes. when they, like, are on the same side. We just don't get uh, that uh, Dave and Meredith Bell scene that we loved so much in season four. There's our our, our rare pair. <laughs> Again, we take back everything we said about Meredith in season three. <laughs> we were wrong to the point where I'm like, I feel like we should just dub over ourselves whenever we talk about her. It's, I it should be like with the Lady Michelle song. I'm like, and this is where we said something really stupid about Meredith Bell. But then we should be able to let me do that with season one, Tyler. <laughs> Nope. Stays <laughs> in the picture. Rare pair of marriage fell in Stefan Salvatore. <laughs> Quite rare. <laughs> now for a serious question to, to wrap that up for Amy. I really appreciate the way you guys address the race and racism issues that uh, TVD struggles with, especially with regard to the fandom's uh, significant uh, misogynoir towards certified queen Bonnie. Do you think Bonnie would have garnered a different reaction if the show had been released in 2020? And do you think the writers made fandom's reaction to Bonnie a bit worse with what feels like some pretty consistent sidelining of the character? For example, the fact that she disappears for about three episodes after her grams died, and we really don't get to see her grieve. Um, I don't think it would be uh, a different reaction because uh, just look at any of the Black actresses on the CW right now. 
unfortunately. Yeah. Um, there's a chance that, I mean, again, again, the only model we have for like, what would, we have this odd model of like, what would TBD like look like now to a certain extent through legacies. And I will say that like, I think they're like the black characters on legacies are treated better. Um, but I mean, who knows? Like, it's really unfortunate. Like, it's hard to play that game, but like, oh. <laughs> um, but you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it's not great on the CW right now for, like, God, I hope that, I know you said it before, which way I'm like, God, I hope the women on Black Lightning are getting paid. Right? <laughs> that makes me so worried. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, it seems like there's been a degree of, like, learning and growing uh, in that camp, which I think I do think that maybe the reception would be better now, if it were now. Um, but yeah, I don't think it would be much better. Mm. Which uh, sucks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would hope that it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, either way, the most important thing is that Bonnie deserved a lot better as a character. And I think there are going to be there are still to come, Jill, pieces of the show that I think serve her very well. Um, like a lot of, like all of Michael's favorite Bonnie stuff is yet to come. I can tell okay. you that for sure. And, and honestly, it's yet to come. Yeah, she, like, Cat Graham, let's get Cat Graham cast in something great. Yeah. She, she deserves a great chance. It does Seriously. suck that Bonnie keeps getting sidelined. It, yeah, it does, but it's also, it's, like, I don't know, I mean, she just always does a fantastic job with whatever she's given, but she's always working hard to, like, ground it and to justify it and to make Bonnie feel consistent and, has like... She, has she spoken out about her experience with the show? And if she also felt that it was unfair to I her? I don't think she's spoken much, but, like, she doesn't speak I think she's like she's tweeted some stuff before when people are like acting like she's ungrateful assholes because she doesn't talk about the show and she's like, well, this is why because people are assholes. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she's made it clear basically because like here's the thing, like all this stuff is coming from fandom and stuff, and you have people not sticking up for their black like co-stars, you know? Yeah. Um, Please, yeah. Please talk to us about working with Prince. Please, I like. All we want to do is compliment you, um, and I'm sure you have like phenomenal self-esteem because you're like beautiful and talented uh, in like so many facets of entertainment. But if you'd like a boost, <laughs> we are a positive podcast. Yeah, we will tell you we love you for two hours. <laughs> Truly, six hours. <laughs> <laughs> you got six hours, cat. Come on the pod. All we need is six hours of your time. Uh, Please come vocally warmed up because there will likely be a lot of singing uh, required. <laughs> uh, well, I think she has like a a Christmas movie coming up on Netflix. Great. Yes, November fifth. We're watching it. Yes, we're Operation watching. Christmas Drop. I love Netflix Christmas movies so much. Yes, I am. I am uh, 
oh, she's a very busy, like, serious, hardworking congressional aide. Uh, I mean, she has to learn the meaning of Christmas, doesn't she? <gasps> I am, like, so emotional about the idea of watching Cat <laughs> Graham learn the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> I, like, can't wait. Like, she's gonna be so cynical at the top. <laughs> Netflix, movie, money, baby. Get it. <laughs> This is from uh, Jean P. And of course saying, don't worry, this email is spoiler free. So some people let us know, <laughs> just in case. Hi, ladies. First, I want to tell you that I think you're all awesome. Aww. Aww. I listen to a few TV recap podcasts and none make me laugh as much as this one. Good. <laughs> uh, I recently made my husband start watching TVD with me. It's my third time. And it's so much fun watching with a newbie. Much like Jill with Tyler. His changing reactions are so fun. <laughs> he wasn't at all interested in Caroline at the start, and now he's fully converted to the belief that she's the best vampire and also the only regular cast member with a brain. Yes. Yeah, true. Join us. Also, the only, good pers- the, the only person good at plans is Catherine. Also true. Uh, I do have to confess, though, we are both Jeremy Stitts. Someone's gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> My main reason for emailing, other than just to say how great you are, is to ask if you considered setting up a Patreon. I'm sure I'm not the only one who would love to support you all while you entertain us uh, so well. Also, I bet there are others like me who would like to hear the bits that got edited out. Like all the Leah Michelle stuff, and that could be cool Patreon content. I mean, we're going to give that to you for free, probably, but yeah, it'll... I just I had to take the time to edit it properly. Just, yeah, just in case uh, people did not want to hear all 20 minutes of my mental breakdown. <laughs> in any event, I love you guys so much, and I'm looking forward to sticking with you through the originals, which I've seen, and legacies, which I have not. Uh, and also, Ooh. they're for me, Angel on Top, so thank you for that. Ah. Yay! Thank you so much. I hope that you love legacies as much as, like, I do. Uh, it, it absolutely rips, so I think you will. The originals can also be good, too. <laughs> I feel like we... I, I never, like, chime in for that, but yes, the results could be very good. I just can't speak to it, but yeah. yeah. The, yeah. I can't speak to either. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> what? Jill? <laughs> we all thought you were the expert. <laughs> I mean, Jill, how much of Legacies did you write? I mean, obviously you wrote season two of The Vampire Diaries, but have right. Legacies or the originals that we all know about yet? Or do you prefer to, like, kind of keep those? Yeah. I'll, I'll reveal that as we go. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, like, she only wrote, like, just all of Marcel's scenes in the originals, and that's it. Oh my god. Jill, how can I, how do I stand you even harder? No, how did you write such a cool character? The only cool character that's ever existed in both the Vampire Diaries and the originals. There's one, it's crazy that there's one cool person who's ever been on an AP show. Because at first you think it's Demo, but Demo's not actually cool. No, Mr. Bella Lugosi, <laughs> old man. She's not here. <laughs> Moonstone is soap dish, cool my ass. Uh, no, Marcel is the coolest. Yes, that is, again, that the the backdoor pilot for the original is fucking rules. So. And, and Marcel is a. Is the the one cool character to exist? Well, I mean, I would argue that Catherine Pierce is also pretty cool. Yeah, but you know, she has her moments when she's like, "I love Stefan," and that's not that cool. It is embarrassing to sip for Stefan. Yeah, Marcel is nonstop cool all the time. 
Um, this one is from Meredith G. Uh, it's from our, our Boston fan club, uh, her and B Sims. Yeah. Uh, they have a math question for us. Uh, this is actually a, a Vampire Diaries slash Buffy question, um, which is if we consider the Buffy Angel breakup to be when Angel turns bad, and we consider the Steph and Elena breakup to be when Stefan fully goes bad and basically says, move on, I'm a lost cause, which couple dated longer? We've tried to do this math, and both relationships are deceptively short, but we can't figure it out based on confusing high school timelines. And also, we're having trouble deciding what counts as a breakup. Um, so here's the thing, because Buffy and Angel never, like, like DTR. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, like, they, I... <laughs> like, when would you say they start dating? Is it, like, around ha- Halloween in season two, like, officially start dating? Yeah, I would say then. So, like, if... It, like, after that, yeah. It's not, like, I, I, I'd say Stephanie and Elena dated for longer. Because they dated, like, you know, you want to say September all the way through the summer. Like, what? But you give them, like, roughly a year. Whereas, I think yeah. Angel had less time. And, yeah. and they barely, like, rekindled in three for long. Mm-hmm. If you want to yeah, because he he was going through it. He needed to do his tai chi. Yeah. He alone in that big mansion. <laughs> uh, you guys, I am such a fucking sap for Buffy and Angel. I like I can't talk about it in a normal way. <laughs> oh god! Every time on Angel they have mentioned Buffy, I've been like, you It's uh, embarrassing. <laughs> But yeah, so you're like, oh, they love each other so much. Meanwhile, Buffy's like falling for a greasy haired, like Iowa boy in college. <laughs> uh, Actually, no, at this point, because you are just starting season one, she's just now, uh, she's uh, about Parker. to her. Yeah, yeah, she just fucked Parker, actually, yeah, because. Which. Yeah. Blame her. He's- I, yeah, I, I too would fuck Parker Abrams, like, let's be honest. I would have fallen for that. Hopefully, I didn't say. Like, that's what's yeah. so painful about it, is you're like, this is a pretty good grift. Like, <laughs> he he really does it. He, that's that's a, a man who knows his, his con. Um, yeah. Oh. Season four Buffy is very hard for me. <laughs> well, good thing you're just watching season one of Angel. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. I'll just see her experience one of the worst things that ever happens to her, only for her to not remember it. Oh. <laughs> I well, don't worry. She, don't worry, she comes back that same season to be like, hey, uh, uh, what about the whole Faith thing? I'm so excited for the Faith, um, the Angel Faith stuff, because, like... Cause it's, it's fucking rules on Angel. Faith, the, yeah, like, a lot of Faith's best stuff is on Angel, so... Yeah, Jilly, that's what you that's what you have missed by not watching Angel, actually. I, yeah, Faith's I cool. didn't even realize Faith was on Angel. Oh, like if you want to talk about like two characters that have like done shitty things and like are going on redemption journeys and need the support of someone else who's going through something similar, like it, they the their relationship is great. Yeah, um, Eliza should be really fucking good. Yes, that's slide this up to the top of my list. This is why I <laughs> this is why I always give uh, season seven of Buffy shit when she returns there when like the writers of Buffy don't know how to write Faith anymore and she was just on Angel and she was Faith like literally like the episode before like cause they, she had a, another arc on Angel right before she goes to Buffy in season seven and it's just like it's just day and night. It's really weird. Yeah, because like, I think just like Faith is kind of like in in like an in, in inconvenience in season seven. It's like, well, she should be here, but like, how do we do that? 
Um, but God, I love Faith so much. She's good. Uh, Angel does some uh, good character arcs. Uh, that's my hot take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, that's a couple more. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Anissa, which we can, yeah, I'll put this in the chat. But uh, hello, I might have missed this from an earlier episode, but I was just watching this audition video in case you haven't, uh, simply, you must see Stephen McQueen's hair in the audition tapes. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. <laughs> Pop it in the chat, baby. I watched oh, all Trevino. Trevino. Look at baby Trevino. I've watched all these on, like, uh, they're babies. They are all so cute. I like can't live. Oh, oh, sweetie. Uh, oh no. I can't Jeremy literally looks like Andy Samberg on Weekend Update when he plays the like teenage boy who just got woken up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know is a teeth got reference, but it's true. Sarah Canning's hair looks phenomenal. Uh, seriously, all look like children. Oh, Amina! I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, Zach looks, uh, very good in his audition. <laughs> he looks very dreamy. He kind of does all the time. Dang. <laughs> did, did, he had that, like, is that cash afterglow. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> cash, my problem, I think. Okay. Uh, Except I do not, <laughs> do not forgive him ever. Never. But I'm like Tyra, I understand. Much like Parker, I'm like, not good, but I understand how one can be ensnared. Uh, yeah. Zach Herrick, way more uh, mean cowboys. <laughs> should the uh, should the opportunity knock again. But uh, thank you so much for bringing uh, Stephen R. McQueen's hair to our attention. Why did he think that was a good idea to have on an audition? I'm like, Maybe it was, you wouldn't forget him, you know? Like, huh? I don't know, like, CW boys and their, like, artfully rumpled hair. Like, that's a thing, right? I think Gray Damon did that a lot. Hastings Ruckle. Hastings Ruckle. Our latest patron saint. My favorite Friday Night Lights character, Hastings Ruckle. <laughs> but thank you so much to that Andrew for uh, bringing this to our attention. Yeah. Uh, that hair, Jesus Christ! Why does he do this to us? Edward Cullen hair. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Maybe that is what it is. And we got some uh, emails from our uh, uh, Ampy Kira, so I'm gonna try to condense things. Uh, Kira gives me shit for um, calling uh, the movie "How to Deal" <laughs> a, a classic feature film. Um, sorry, Kira, but it is. It stars Mandy Moore. So that, that. <laughs> if, it, if it stars Mandy Moore, it's good. That's 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 clearly what it means. Many more has never been in a bad film, ever. <laughs> never. <laughs> She's never been in a terrible movie with, with John Krasinski. She's never done that. It's also it's the movie that taught me how to deal, so I feel like kind of, you know, well, I only did hear it first. <laughs> <laughs> it, it taught us how to deal. I did read both Sarah Dessen books it was based on. Yeah. Because of course I read every Sarah Dessen book I could get my grubby little hands on when I was 13. <laughs> Uh, Kira wants to uh, share with us why Cole is the best. Um, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Should we hear her out? I feel. Bad. I mean, yeah, because I was like going through and like I'm just like directly like no, no. Um, 
Uh, Are they spoilers? No, no, no. It's just a fair warning. When I rewatched the episodes he's in, I took notes. And most of them were, um, I'm sorry, I, uh, he's being chaotic. Hot. See, again, I I, I, was, I started with being the meanest when we were watching because I'm like, he looks like a keyboard. I think I said it. I, he, he does not, he's not attractive to me. I think you did say that. And, and he is, he's not necessarily my type either. So I love, but I, I imagine if I, if I feel a little younger, like, like to me, Cole feels like a younger woman's choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm telling you, Kira, is that you're very beautiful and young. <laughs> so, <you're> <laughs> so Kira continues. And uh, I'm, I'm so sorry, Kira. We love you. We love your questions and your email. So please, we are sorry for how this will continue to go down this cold path. Like, um, I'm so sorry. Well, no, right now, not even in the future. Right now, as as we continue in this, you know, uh, when Kira says Cole is my number one TVD character. Uh, <laughs> are you okay? I she does. Uh, two is the big bad of season six. I mean, I can oh, understand yeah. that being number one. And three is Matt Donovan. <laughs> well for you except for the cool part two and three we are vibing <laughs> we are we are very much on the same page let's see so i never thought about this before hearing you guys talk about it but in the discussion of the episode klaus you mentioned that the ritual has to take place in uh, the doppelganger's place of birth hometown and that's why uh klaus didn't cart her away from mystic falls so my question now is what was his plan with Catherine? uh when they met they were not in bulgaria but it seemed like he was preparing the ritual in the location they were in what was his plan hmm well maybe I don't know, maybe he did have the plan to save her. Um, but yeah, he would have had to card her all the way back to Bulgaria. So if anything, yeah. her going back to Bulgaria was very helpful. So <laughs> he should have killed her whole family instead of should have thanked her for expensing her own travel. Uh, let's see. You were coming up on the season three premiere. It's personally my favorite episode of the entire show. So that's a good uh, thing we can yes, enjoy for you. I yeah. agree. too. <laughs> Uh, well, I would argue that the best episode of the series is either 305, The Reckoning, or 415, Stand By Me. See? Something to look forward to in season four. Oh. 301, The Birthday, holds a special place in my heart. Same. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the ball of is so hilarious and something we addressed in the episode. It was when I left the Delana ship I had been riding for two seasons because Ian Summerhalder's hair was so bad. <laughs> we got a close-up on his hands and long fingernails. <laughs> Men are a, bad, a major turnoff for me. Seth has much better hands. Just saying. <laughs> so that episode made me decide to start rooting for Stelina Endgame. Uh, I respect the ability to like switch teams uh, because you should be able to. Like the second like a ship doesn't do it for you anymore, you don't have to feel that allegiance. You can. Go. The second one of them has a mullet, <laughs> you you cut and run. You can go. Oh yeah, we talk about the hair. Quite. Yeah, we do. Uh, anyways, the season three premiere gives us uh, Tyler and Caroline's hot hookup. And was arguably the most romantic scene in the entire series when Stefan calls Elena and doesn't say anything. Uh, and she knows it's him. Yeah, and then uh, she brings up, uh, of course, a drop in the ocean. Uh, she calls the greatest music moment in a series of, of great music moments. Uh, yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I just wanted to share that story and say that I hope you appreciate this episode as much as I do, uh, because I feel like not a lot of people regard this episode as one of the greats, uh, which uh, they're wrong. I sure think it's one of the greats. <laughs> yeah. Also, I agree with Morgan that season three is the best. It gives us Eddie Stefan, and what more do you need? <laughs> it gives us Steven, baby. It gives us Steven. Uh, so I, there's a um, first 
thank you so much for that email. That is like so lovely and well thought out. And I'm really sorry that we hate cold. Um, but more for you. Uh, but the I will say I think I feel like the birthday is a very like beloved episode of the show. And and I also say like there's some like references to it down the line where I think it becomes like even important to the like very important to the canon uh, of like certain like things. So uh, yeah, I I I I'd say it's a big one. Who doesn't like birthdays? They want to fight. So that's, that's the mailbag. Thanks so much to everybody who asked stuff. Uh, we like it means so much. And these were such fun yeah. questions. I, I clearly we had fun. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, thank you so much, and I think you know we're gonna we're gonna keep watching season four, Gloria. And I'm excited to get to episode 15. Like, that's very cool. Uh, and yeah, there's stuff. There's stuff that's going to be really fun. And I think, like, all of three is going to be really fun to listen to. I think we're very rowdy in some of the episodes. Uh, and with that, <laughs> should, we, uh, should we do plugs? Should we do plugs on the mail pack? We already told. I don't think so. Yeah, I, we don't have I think, yeah. told you where to follow us. That's, that's it. Yeah. If you haven't done it, do the rating of five stars on the Apple podcast thingy. Yeah, please. We haven't gotten any review in a while. And I, uh, they. Again, this, this is a podcast where you have to be just stupid. So I, it doesn't matter. It's where I get, <laughs> like, all of my self esteem and self worth is from the, uh, Apple Podcast reviews of our podcast, so please. Yeah, we haven't gotten any in a while, and it's actually, like, worrying me. <laughs> no one has insulted <laughs> me in a while. Yeah. Comments are like, like, the bots or whatever, and, like, they get a, immediately removed, but, like, nope, that was a real SoundCloud comment, just furious <laughs> with Jill about the flashback thing. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so what has been your favorite flashback so far? Um, oh, so many of them have just left my brain. Um, I mean, Latoya's episode is good. Thank you. Finally, you give me that after not giving me that during the episode. <laughs> the end of the affair for everyone who doesn't know. Yes. Um, I think I do need to go rewatch it. Because once I, once I can get past <laughs> the flashback aspect of it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Uh, but it takes me a minute. <laughs> but I can't, uh, I can't remember any other flashbacks off the top of my head besides the pregnancy one. And that was just because I was scared. Speaking of childbirth is terrifying. It's horrifying. The more I learn about it, the more I'm like, I eat this. People who can birth children. God, I respect you. Uteruses who are doing that. Good on you. (laughs) Okay, I think we should stop now we're talking about uteruses. (laughs) Okay, bye, Ampies. We love you. Bye.